Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free, and it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Hi, I'm Karis Hall McCollum. I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you're joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. Uh, This is where I just get to sit down with my dad and ask him questions about life and godliness. I realize over the years that I have had um, the great privilege of having a great resource that I can go to when I have questions about what does this scripture mean or what was that sermon about or how do I raise my kids or I've had the, I've had a great um, a resource. And as an educator, I know that if there's someone who has a question, there's usually multiple people who have that same question. So we're inviting you to join us as I sit down with my dad and say, Papa, I have another question. Great. Let's hear it. Okay. So this actually comes from a conversation that I had with a friend who's my age, but has um, kids in college. Lots of people my age have kids in college. Um, and we were talking about her kids and her teaching them and helping them walk out. Um, honestly, sexual purity. You know, kids mm-hmm. in college, that's a big thats a big issue. It's a big issue for all of us. But um, And one of her kids just said, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but I don't think it applies to me. I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. I know I'm going to heaven, but— I just don't think that waiting, that being abstinent, really applies to me. And um, I think a lot of people kind of have that mentality of this part of the Bible doesn't apply to me. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I'm a Christian. I want to be a good person. But I don't think gossip is that bad. I don't think lying is— that serious of a sin. I don't think the consequences of this behavior are worth me trying to, or worth the pain of me walking it out. And I just thought, well, I can find those things in my own life too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I, I do strive. How do we, how do we reconcile that? You know, like, how do we go? Okay. This is what the Bible says, but we are in Christ, so we're not trying to earn His righteousness, but it still says, do this. Yeah. Don't do this. I think, uh, I think Karis, see if you agree with this, I think the underlying problem there is, is we don't believe that God has our best interests at heart. Yeah. It's like, okay, God and His rules, that's good. Mm-hmm. And, and and generally speaking, that worked. But in my case, mm-hmm. uh, there are extenuating circumstances, and I think I know better than God about this in my life. Yeah. Or, like you just said, you can say, well, uh, I know there will be negative consequences of this choice, but I'm willing to pay them. Yeah. I mean, yep. you got two little boys, and I was a little boy, and I can remember— 
knowing that my dad said, don't do a certain thing. And I knew if I did, I'd get a spanking. Mm -hmm. But it was worth it. You'd take the spanking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of us live that way with God. I say, okay, there'll be a little negative stuff, and I'm willing to put up with a little negative. And and so uh, it is a misunderstanding of of truly the nature of God. Mm -hmm. It's also a misunderstanding of freedom because the truth is, Everybody lives under somebody's command. Yeah. I mean, we have all we all live under some authority. It may be you. You may be living under your authority, My your command. Authority? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Self-autonomy. Or it could be God. It could be culture. Mm-hmm. It could be your friends. Mm-hmm. It could be an ideology that you bought into, communism, Marxism, capitalism, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, the commands of Jesus are commands toward freedom. And the commands of Jesus are to counteract the demands of our flesh. Say that again. That's good. That's really good. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. sure I can't say it again. The commands of Jesus are to counteract the demands of our flesh. Yes. So my flesh, that is my 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 appetites. Uh-huh. My ambitions, all all of that. Your desires. My or, desires, mm-hmm. or whatever, legitimate that were given by God. Yeah. But I have I've been used, I've been accustomed to satisfying them, the way the culture tells me, or whatever. Right. And giving in to them. Yes. And so I can become a slave of those demands. And so if my demands of my body are, I have to have sexual fulfillment. And I, you know, I have I have to have sex, then uh, outside of marriage, then I am letting the demands of my appetites, my flesh, rule my life. So, who has the final authority in my life? Your demands. My demands. Uh-huh. So you're you're a slave to your demands. Yeah. And those demands will get stronger and stronger and stronger, until they will lead you into not only perversion but destruction. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's the very nature of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus commands us something, he is he is giving us a way out. He's giving us a better path. a path yeah. to to yeah. something better than what we thought we would get by going by this illegitimate yes. path. So his commands are, are not onerous. They're not they're not to restrict us, they are to liberate us. So he is saying, I gave sexuality as a part of the human interconnectedness in marriage and in marriage where there's covenant and commitment and you're giving yourself totally to another person, then sexuality becomes uh, a part of that and it's, it enhances and it is wonderful. If you, do it, if you do it the other way, any other way, you are stripping away a lot of the goodness mm-hmm. and a lot of... Uh, a lot of the real pleasure uh, mm-hmm. of the whole being. So all of his commands are really uh, a really encouragement to take take the best. Take what yeah. I've given you. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's hard to believe that, you know? It's hard to believe that there, that his commands are not restrictive and that he really does have my best interest, especially in a culture that's saying 
this is the greatest thing there is, and you should get to have all of it. Or this little lie is going to bring you freedom and going to keep you from facing a negative consequence. So yeah. it's it's hard to believe those things. We really need that a shift of how how do we how <laughs> this is going to sound how do we help ourselves believe that? Like how do we we need a revelation? Well, that's a good question and that is the pertinent question. Because Jesus said if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He's not saying you prove your love to me by keeping right. my commandments. What he's saying, if you love me, the inevitability is you'll keep my commandments. Uh, and and why do we love him? Because he loved us. Yeah. So to answer your question, how, then it is a matter of receiving the love of Christ, just seeing how much he loves me. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? Well, look at the cross. Mm-hmm. Look at his life. Look at what he what he went through so that you could have life at its very best. Mm-hmm. So the more I, I see that he loves me, the more I love him. The more I love him, the more it's like, I think I'll trust him. I think he knows more about living than I do. Mm-hmm. I think he knows more about sexuality than I do. I think he knows more uh, about significance, trying to find mm-hmm. my own acceptance, mm-hmm. my own identity. Mm-hmm. He, he knows me more than I do. So I'm not going to choose to try to find some identity that satisfies me. I let him tell me who I am. Mm. And when I listen to him tell me who I am, he says, I'm his son. Mm. He's made me a part of his family. He says that I'm an heir of everything that he owns. He, he, he says that we're sharing life together. It's like, whoa, that's a whole lot better than I was trying to do. Yeah. So. That's so good. It sounds so beautiful and so good when you say it. <laughs> and then when I'm in the moment, it's like, wait a minute. I'm so so tempted over here, but I've I've just got to position myself to receive that love. Yeah, and by the way, temptation is not sin, and and Jesus was tempted. So whatever level of temptation you or I feel, Jesus felt that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he did win the, the victory so that he is able to give it to us. So we should not go around feeling badly because we're tempted we should feel honored we're being tempted mm. that in the temptation he always provides a way of escape. Yeah. Well, what is that way? Trusting him. Trusting him. Receiving that love. Yeah. Yeah. So reminding ourselves who we are and how loved we are. Yeah. And that the commands are freedom. That's you know, we, I know we've run out of time here, but it's interesting when Jesus was on the earth, he would he would tell give people commands that were totally impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like he'd say, I saw the man with a withered hand. He said, stretch forth your hand. It's like, I, I can't do that. My hand's withered. Yeah. Uh, but when he chose to trust Jesus, Jesus did in him what he asked of him. Yeah. Uh, so, same way with Lazarus, a little bit different, but Lazarus was dead. <laughs> and Jesus walks up and says something ridiculous. Come forth. Yeah, walk you know, out here. And uh, Lazarus could have easily said, I can't, I'm dead. <laughs> You know, you're asking too much of me. Yeah. But Jesus, when he when he speaks a word to us, his commands are are expressions of his power. Mm. So he tells me to love you, love one another. He's giving me the power to do it with the command. With the command mm. comes the power. Mm. So instead of being afraid of his commands, I should see his commands as an expression of of his love and power. And all I have to do is choose to say yes. And then he begins to move through me. He works in me to will and do of his good pleasure. 
That's good. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.